This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show in partnership with the Compassionate Friends. I'm your host, Dr. Heidi Horsley, and I'm here today with my co-host and mom, Dr. Gloria Horsley. Hi, Mom. Hi, Heidi. Well, we're going to have somebody we've had on our TV show in New York before because uh, she wrote a book with a a friend of ours uh, on grief diaries, uh, Linda Sheldonfell. She was on with her, and we were so fascinated by meeting her and she is one of our Open to Hope authors, and we are going to be talking about afterlife contacts and signs. So it's going to be an exciting show today. And as you said, Mom, Christine Duminiak has been on our Open to Hope show. So if you want to log into Open to Hope and put her name in, you will see that show. And she's and, an Open to Hope author. Yep. So you can read some of her things. Absolutely. Go to Open to Hope and read some of the things she's written for us. And she is also a certified grief recovery specialist a radio co-host, and she's a member of National Alliance for Grieving Children and founder of Prayer Wave for After-Death Communication. Welcome to the show, Christine. Oh, thank you so much, Gloria and Heidi. It's a privilege to be here with you ladies. So great to talk to you and have a, a few minutes to really get into some of these things about after-death communication. Um, how did you get into interested in this field? Well, I never was looking to get into this field. It was the furthest thing from my mind in my life when my kids were teenagers and I was thinking about going back to work in the business world when one night, ladies, my dead in-law showed up in my bedroom and stayed for an hour. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if that would be a comfort or a scary thing. (laughs) I'm just, I was just an ordinary person and they're in the room and, um, they stayed for an hour until I couldn't keep my eyes open any longer, and I woke up my husband to tell him that his parents were there, but he could not see them the way I could see them that night. And they kept returning, and I thought, what is this? Maybe it's a health warning. So I went on a quest to find out everything I could about afterlife contacts, and I started to get into that field of work. And what I was finding that was that, you know, you ladies are all about hope to people mm-hmm. and uh, who are grieving. And I found that people who were getting afterlife signs were at very, very at peace with their loved one's death. Of course, they missed them and they wish they were still here with them. But there was a, a sense of profound peace versus so many people who never had an afterlife sign and were desperate to get one. And they they would say, I just if I could just get a sign to know that they're okay. And this really touched my heart because this was about two years after uh, this first experience and my dad had passed and I was getting a lot of signs from him. And I just, I was always going around with a big smile on my face and uh, because I knew he was still contacting me and he was still a part of my life, but in a different way. And I wanted that same feeling for other people who were just so in despair. So mm-hmm. I, I'm a big believer in the power of group prayer, and I formed this prayer wave called Prayer Wave for After-Death Communication on the Internet. It's a non-denominational, non-denominational 
forgetting how to say it today, <laughs> group for people who wanted to get an afterlife sign and pray for other people. And um, we do this every Friday. We pray for other people to get a sign from their loved ones. Wow. Oh, my God. So a, a grief support group. And no one, it's a safe haven if you do get signs to come and post them and we, we talk about it, we celebrate it with you. But how I, uh, so that's how I really began So you got my right now, <clears throat> right now, field. if I wanted to receive a sign, I could go to your website and join this yes. prayer wave? Absolutely. I'm, I'm now on Facebook because everyone's on Facebook and I, the name is After Death Communication and Prayer Wave. But also, I give really helpful tips for people to get a sign from their loved ones. Um, I feel that every blessing is from God, so I say, go to God, ask, allow to, that your husband can or your, your loved one to visit you, and um, then state something specific to your loved one that you would recognize as a sign, say, for instance, a butterfly. Because many people will overlook the signs that they're getting because they're not really familiar with them. They just think, oh, maybe it's a coincidence. They're not, they're not really sure. But if you ask for something specific and then it happens, you can claim that and realize that you got your sign. And your loved one will use that to um, continue repeating that particular type of sign because they'll know that you will get it, that you'll recognize that it's from them. So on my own personal website, I have the 20 common types of afterlife signs ah. with tips on how to get signs and tips for how to get a dream visit. And in fact, I wrote all this in my very first book called God's Gift of Love After Death Communications, which I'm so now in the there. process the signs of, I might uh, that was back in 2003. You know, you know, Christine, it's it's reading. interesting hearing you talk about this because we were at a, a conference for the Association of Death Educators and Counselors yesterday, and we were listening to, Adi and I were listening to a very famous uh, therapist, Jack Jordan, and one of the things he was doing with a client, I, I'm sure he probably would not be excited about the idea of after-death communication, but Heidi and I kind of smiled because what he did with the client to help his client was he said, uh, where do you think your child is? And he said, um, because he was feeling so at a loss, and Jack thought it would be a good idea if he could help him ground in that his child was somewhere and not just not anywhere. So he said to him, well, why don't you pretend that there's a God, pretend that there's a heaven, and just put yourself in that spot. And they did a meditation like that, and she talked about it later and felt so much better feeling like her child oh. was somewhere. So it's interesting um, that it's helpful uh, helpful for people. But didn't you think that was interesting, Heidi? I did, and I, I was interested that he challenged the client because what I see, Christine, and I know that you can probably identify with this, is that my clients that are struggling the most um, especially my bereaved parent clients, are the ones that have no idea where their deceased children are. And like you said, they're terrified that their deceased children might be in pain or in a bad place. Right. right. You know what I'd like to recommend to people? Hmm. Um, if you could just put your beliefs, your faith beliefs aside mm -hmm. and read near-death experiences where people have actually died for a little bit mm -hmm. and been taken all around the afterlife, heaven, and my favorite one is Embraced by the Light by Betty Edie, and mainly because she has such an in-depth experience and came back with 
a memory like I've never seen before of someone who's been in the afterlife. And you and then you really can envision what your loved one is doing in heaven. And when you can do that, it really makes you feel like, oh, they're no, they're, they're no longer in pain. They can fly by their thoughts. They can be anywhere. And, and they're like an angel on your shoulder. So, yeah, but let, and let me really say one thing about that to people. It does give you comfort, but the reality is you're still going to go through the grieving process. Oh, you definitely. Know, but, but there's a certain amount of comfort to comfort, that part exactly. of it. So now I want to ask you a question. I'm listening to this, and I, I, I'm thinking my audience and I, you know, I've had some signs from Scott and from my family members and some amazing things that have happened. And I think a lot of people have, and a, and a lot of people want to deny it, though, and be skeptics. What do you say to me, uh, um, you know, if I have a skeptical spouse or people are, are skeptical about it? What do you say? You know, I just let them be because um, I used to be skeptical until my dead in-law showed up in my bedroom. I don't think there's anything you can say unless they really kind of experience it for themselves. But um, I have noticed with other people that um, they would – talk to their spouse about the signs that they're getting, the signs that they're getting, and, and usually the men are more closed off to this that, than I was going to ask you, are there more women that you think receive signs than men? Or do you think men are more, more skeptical? Men are more skeptical. They may be getting the signs and not and not realizing it because they're, they'll just kind of blow it off. And whereas women are really, I think women are just more um, in tune to that kind of thing and open to it. And so what I've noticed is that if you, as, as a spouse, would, would tell, mention to your, your husband uh, the signs that you're getting, even though they roll their eyes and they don't believe it, all of a sudden I've, something will happen to them and they'll, they'll feel emboldened or have permission to like kind of like, well, maybe this is a sign. Maybe a uh, Maybe I – and they start to get a little bit more open when so many things have happened to their spouse, and they start to be more open. So I think it's okay to mention it as long as – even if they do roll their eyes at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it just helps them to maybe – I think they internalize what you're saying even though um, they're not uh, acknowledging it, but it, leave, it helps them to, to notice things around them that they may not notice. And I, I've seen this happen over and over again uh, to people who confide in me about their experiences. So, so Christine, I know that you have tips for getting a dream visit on your site, and I was wondering if you could give us a couple, because I know there's people out there that want to have dreams, but they haven't been able to. Sure, sure. So um, what I say is... Um, I always go to God on everything because I, I feel like spirits can only do what God gives them permission to do because he's the top guy in charge. Mm-hmm. So I say, yes, God, uh, to allow them to come through. Ask that you will be able to remember your dream visit. Keep a pad and pen under your pillow or nearby because when you're first starting to wake up from that dream just like quick write it down with your eyes closed, whatever you can remember, because many times when you fully wake up, unless it's a really vivid, vivid dream, you, you'll forget it. So write it down right away. And um, also before you go to bed at night, visit yourself in some kind of pleasant surroundings, talking to your loved one, and, and even talk to them. You know, you could think of yourself on vacation with them or something. 
and um, and then just be patient and and see what happens. And many times, this really works. And I also tell people, um, dreams are very vivid at, at times, and sometimes the spirit will look like your loved one, but it, it'll be a really bad dream. And um, I found that this is not truly your loved one, that uh, I, I have my own, like, uh, spiritual reasons for saying this, but just ask for God's protection before you go to sleep at night. And if you do this, what you'll find is those bad dreams that you're having will stop, and the good dreams of your loved one will be what you're getting from them. Because anytime some people who are really tormented in dreams um, they see their, their loved one in pain or bleeding or ignoring them or looking lost. And if you ask for God's protection before you go to bed at night, you'll find there's a shift that you'll finally get your loved one, your actual loved one will come through to give you the comfort comfort that you're longing for. And this really works. I can't tell you how many people tell me what a shift uh, in their dreams, the type of dreams that they're getting from their loved ones happen after they ask for God's protection. Mm. Now, I wanted to, you, uh, well, first of all, I think people are going to want to know something, and that is when your in-laws appeared to you, did they talk? I mean, what was that like? And did you ever figure out why you think they appeared to you? Yeah. Well, I, I could not hear them. I could only see them. And I was really overwhelmed with excitement about it. At first, I was a little scared when I said some prayers. And the whole room changed to, like, a beautiful blue color with white light streaking through. And then I felt very peaceful and calm. And I saw another figure dressed in white uh, uh, with, like, a veil over my doorway very very quickly as if to say everything is, everything is safe. And so once that happened to me, I was able to just get be in the moment feeling peaceful and appreciating that my my in-laws were there so i could not um see them i could i mean i'm sorry i could not hear them but i could see them and i could see through them i could see them from their chest up were they wearing normal my, were they wearing clothes or were they wearing yeah, white were they wearing, they were wearing normal clothes, clothes? that okay. my father-in-law had on a fedora type hat mm-hmm. and a suit jacket with a, a a striped tie and a little hanky in his pocket and my mother-in-law was wearing a, a, a flapper-type half of, of the 40s, oh, wow, yeah. and she was wearing pearls and red lipstick. And then they would just, like, float in front of each other, and then one moment they'd be at the foot of my bed, and the next moment they'd be right in front of my face, which was really amazing. And um, so I, because I started re- repeating these visits, I thought, well, maybe it was a health concern or something, because my husband had had cancer in the past, and we thought that he was fine. But I said, you should get a checkup just in case this is a health health warning. And so I was contacting a lot of people on the Internet. And, um, you know, Judith Guggenheim? Mm-hmm. Bill Guggenheim's yes. wife, yes. co-author yep. of we know, we've had Heaven. We've had Bill on our show. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. I figured you would yeah. know. <laughs> and uh, so she suggested that I um, contact this uh, Christian medium, Sunny Wells. And I had never been to a medium before, but I felt real safe with her. So I um, I had a session with her, my guardian angel, and he explained that um, they were just coming by to say hi, but it was, uh, I was going to be doing work, um, helping people uh, spiritually, emotionally, and with touch healing. 
And, um, you know, do I accept this? And I said, oh, okay, <laughs> sure, <laughs> whatever God wants. And um, and so I found out that, you know, it was no health problem, and this is um, what I was supposed to be doing. Wow, that's it, amazing. Yeah, so I, I did notice that, I, I and I got into the field of reflexology, and I noticed that people that kept coming to me were people who were grieving over and over again. And so well, now you've had a pregnancy loss too, right? I did. I did, yes. Uh-huh. In between my first and um, second child, I did. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That now, was do you have any quite... connection with that child? Uh, that child has visited me, actually. Um, not at the time, because at the time that that happened, I, I was not aware of after-death communications. And so, but later, after my in-laws had visited me, I um, I had my you know, it was a it was a girl I turns turns out uh, did visit me and um, in one of my sessions with Sunny um, uh, I got to talk to my in laws and they said that um, you know there she's with them and that um, she sits on my um, father in law's knee and he loves to sing to her and she was enjoying growing up in heaven so it was it was really nice to know mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. And now tell people where the website is. Talk about the, the – I'm really intrigued with your um, prayer thing that you're doing. Talk talk about your website again, and could you just tell us a couple of the responses that people have had to that? I'm sorry, could I tell you what? A couple of responses people have had to your prayer. Um, oh, sure. Um, your prayer way. We started out with about 600 people, and then when we went to um, – now, Facebook, it's called After Death Communication and Prayer Wave. We now have over 3,000 people. And um, out of, uh, back in 2000, between 2000 and 2003, when my first book was published, the group kept saying, oh, Chris, you should write our stories in a book, and over and over again. And so I asked for signs if I should really write a book, and I got definite signs that I should write my first book, God's Gift of Love After Death Communications. And in that book, are uh, 123 stories oh, of their experiences, in that oh, book, and that's all categorized by the 20 common types, um, which some of them are um, electrical um, manipulations and the scent of your loved one and telepathic thoughts and coins and uh, photos. So it's a really great self-help book that's awesome. for people who are wondering if they have to sign. And then there's a chapter on healing from grief also. Great. So it's it's a multi-purpose book. And but you've it, also it, written Granny Visits from Heaven. Heaven talks to children, which people ought to get to. And how do they find you? What's your website? Just go on christinedumaniac.com. Everything is there. It takes you to my Facebook page with the group. Uh, it's and actually it's a a private group. So whatever you post on there, it's not all over your Facebook page. It's very it's private, so you can feel safe sharing your experiences and whatever else you want to share. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for being an Open Hope author and for all the good you do. Oh, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to talk to you women. I just admire what you're doing so much. You are, you are the best. God bless you both. Thank you, Christine. The same to you, and thank you for thank helping you. people find hope after loss. Thank you. And thanks for listening to our show today, and we want to remind you to tell everyone about Open to Hope a place that you can come and when you want to, in the 12 o'clock at night or whatever, come and listen to radio shows, read all day long. 
We're there for you on the Internet. And Heidi and I always want to say, if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.